With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. We're rebuilding a dynasty on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners here at Rotoviz, ready to talk some dynasty. Curtis is always fired up for this topic. He's been making trades, he's been publishing rookie guides, he's been staring at his underdog best ball rosters, his FFPC Triflex rosters. Uh, this man is geared up and ready to go. How are you doing, Curtis? Uh, I'm super ready to go, man. I, I think I've made five dynasty trades last week uh, since we last hit this topic. Uh, and you're right. Volume two of our Rotoviz Fantasy Football Rookie Draft Guide is out. Uh, we distributed it earlier this week. And we've got updated top 60 rankings for one QB formats for the Superflex and Tight End Premium formats. We've got the results of uh, three analyst only mock drafts for each setting, along with uh, what I call uh, ADP alchemy. Uh, you know, we've got uh, basically analyst ADP there. So you can see what happens when each of us sticks to our tiers, but kind of mixes up our order as we select players. We've got key risers with points from each of the writers and the guide. Sean lets us know which receivers check all the boxes. It's, it was a great uh, short but sweet volume two update with all of the uh, post senior bowl and post uh, combine happenings and it will tide you over for those early rookie drafts those dynasty startups until we have the final piece of information which is draft capital and team landing spot next month dave yeah which obviously everybody is just itching for um but yeah volume two perfect way to tide yourself over get yourself even more ready to go but curtis i have not done this in a long time before we get into today's content, I want to share a little personal anecdote here, which was a pretty funny way to start uh, start the day. My wife got a message from her dad. Now, we share a Netflix account, and it was, Highlands, before I kill Aiden, who's my nephew, who's seven, did you happen to change my Netflix icon name and language? To which she said no. He said, he's been messing with the name and icon. Today, the language was changed to Japanese. I spent a half hour with support to get it back to English. 
<laughs> but the best part is when they actually, so actually also he changed everybody's icon and picked really, this kid's hilarious. He picked really funny ones. Then when they finally yeah. got the names back, he had changed uh, it from Bob to Pooh. Oh his yeah. His name. So I was just like, wow, this, this kid's a legend. The only problem was if I, I wish he had consulted me first, I would have told him to wait till April 1st to do this because then I think he could have got off scot-free. He's yeah, not hit away with this, this one though now. <laughs> I think, yeah, um, this kid sounds great. He would fit right in uh, with the Patrick clan. Uh, we also <laughs> do family sharing. And I think this is a pretty common occurrence. The kids must like scheme together at preschool or in third grade or, you know, however old he yep. is. Because the only way I can remember which account is ours is how many icons over from the left uh, <laughs> I am. Because the, the picture is always different. You know, the name's always different. It may or may not actually be a real word. But yes, yeah, so every iteration of, of poo or poop or any you know, potty humor, is uh, that, that's like the well, man. The kids are always going there. All right. So with that behind us, let's do a little deep dive into a fantasy roster sent in by one of our fantastic listeners. Hey guys, I discovered Rotoviz last offseason and have since become a huge fan of your work both on the site and the podcast. I really enjoyed the rebuilding a dynasty episode last month and need to make a similar offseason blueprint for my team, which has taken some hits due to injury and recent offseason NFL activity. If you have time, you can take a look at my roster below. Um, Thoughts on positional needs, how I should approach offseason trades in 2020 rookie draft. He has the 103, 203, 206, 303, and 403, um, as well as his 2023 picks and a 2023 second. 10 team PPR, half, excuse me, 10 teams, half PPR super flex, no tight end premium. Start one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, one super flex. Quarterbacks are Burrow, Tua, Daniel Jones, Bridgewater. Running backs, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Ramondre Stevenson, Chase Edmonds, Madison, Khalil Herbert. Wide receivers are Ridley, Godwin, Metcalf, McLaurin, Gallup, Bateman, Crowder, Diami Brown, Paris Campbell, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims. And the tight ends are Hunter Henry and Irv Smith Jr., um, before we determine how we want to dice this up and make our way through it, just high level, what do you think of this team? Um, you know, it's like Dwight Schrute, um, when he's, you know, talking about how he teaches the children in the Schrute family, <laughs> know your rules. You've got to know your rules. You, the, the 10 teams, half PPR is so key to evaluating this team because when I, when I first looked at this, um, when I first looked at this team, I was like, there's some pieces here, especially when you look at, you know, the, the rookie draft capital, you know, having three top 18 picks is nice. Um, the, the, the issue is the 10 teams. Um, and you're only starting 10 players. The, this team looks like it's going to be in trouble this year. There's a couple, couple of reasons why. Um, there's no anchor running back it's death by a thousand paper cuts on this squad it's gonna be very difficult to make starting lineup decisions you got miles sanders you got james robinson devin singletary ramondre stevenson chase edmonds all players who could either be their team's rb1 or not really be fantasy viable this year um we don't know probably the odds are you know 
one or two of them will probably hold down a job, but none of them are actual bell cows. Then you go to the wide receiver position. We got Calvin Ridley out of the league this year. Chris Godwin coming off the injury. He does get Tom Brady this year, but he's all of a sudden, what, 27? Then yeah. DK Metcalf lost Russell Wilson. Terry McLaurin, I, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe in quotation marks, got an upgrade at quarterback. Uh, we were hoping for far better than Carson Wentz, but that's what we got. Uh, Michael Gallup does lose Amari Cooper um, and stays in Dallas. That's a good thing for him. Uh, Rashad Bateman looked the part last year, but Lamar Jackson coming back keeps overall passing volume down and Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews are still there. So what's his true upside? Jameson Crowder, Diami Brown, Paris Campbell, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims. Not sure what we have in any of those players. Not being tight end premium at least helps a little bit. Uh, I think you might have something there a little with Hunter Henry and Irv Smith uh, in terms of you know having a, a good starting rotation at least. Um, and you would be in worse shape if this was tight end premium, I think, uh, without either one of them being elite. If I had this roster, I would be seeking to move any of the running backs that still had a little bit of a name brand value attached. I'd be... Uh, I'd be adding Miles Sanders to either of my second round picks to try to get back into the first. Um, I would be probably trying to move Godwin and one of my second round picks for the one one Um, Yeah, I mean, you just, you, you might try to move, you've got Burrow and Tua, you probably try to move Daniel Jones in season, the first injury that occurs, get some 2023 draft capital there. Uh, having that QB3 does you no good when you're not ready to compete. Even moving Tua, I'd probably also, I, I might move Tua right now and just go down to Burrow. This team needs to tank for 2023. It is very clear when I look at it. Dave, I've got a FFPC stat attack for one of these running backs. But first, I want to know if you disagree with my view on this roster. I mean, honestly, I got depressed looking through this team. Like my mood has actually come down. And the mm. reason is when I first saw this email and I kind of quickly read through, I was like, all right, Ridley, you know, that kind of sinks, but they still got Godwin, DK, McLaurin, Gallup. Like there's some semblance of, of a wide receiver core. Maybe we can work with this. There are two quarterbacks. Burrow's kind of exciting. You know, the rest of the guys really aren't that much. But like you said, then I honed in on the 10 teams, half PPR and this running back roster is about as ugly as some of the ones that I have shared on the teams that I need yeah. to work on. There really aren't any stars holding things down, anchoring this team, gives this team fewer outs to really make things happen. Um, so I agree. I think this is on like this team is in full on rebuilding mode. Um, and I would like to be able to make a more positive case for it, but I think, yeah, there's definitely some work that needs to be done. So let's hit that stat attack to bring the mood back up. Okay. There is one player in this running back core that I have a little bit of hope for. Okay. And it's, and it's Devin Singletary, Dave. Uh, it's Devin Singletary. So if you look at his counting stats you're in last year, not all that impressive. But it's pretty easy to forget what happens within the context of a season when you get this far out. 
it's like everyone got NFL playoff fatigue and, and then now we're just thinking about the rookies and you, you just kind of forget what happened. What, what really happened was Singletary just totally supplanted Zach Moss. Um, totally supplanted him. And actually over the last four games, Dave, um, Devin Singletary was the RB3 overall. Now, it's dangerous to extrapolate that to a full season. I do not think that Devin Singletary has top three running back upside next year. Yep. And I don't think he probably even has top 12. I would not bet that he would finish top 12. But I do think that he uh, will outperform his dynasty starter ADP and his redraft ADP. I mean, he scored 18.32 points per game, trailing only Najee Harris and, and Rashad Penny, uh, the wondrous one, uh, over that final corridor of the season. 61 rushes, 287 rushing yards, four touchdowns, caught 17 passes, or excuse me, caught 12 passes on 17 targets. I mean, four targets a game, that's more than we would have expected, uh, really, for Singletary uh, and a Josh Allen offense, you know, him being so mobile. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of like Singletary here. It doesn't really make sense for you to sell him because I don't think that you'll get the type of return, you know, that you really want there. I think you'll get a little bit more because of the, uh, you might get a little bit more for Chase Edmonds with, with uh, him switching teams uh, going to to Miami and some of the thought processes around uh, Mike McDaniel being there. He's probably the one that I'm dangling first or packaging you know, with those other draft picks, uh, along with Miles Sanders, as I mentioned, James Robinson's not going to get turned yet because Travis Etienne's there. Zach Moss has basically no value. Ramondre Stevenson, it would be a horrible idea to sell him right now with the the Patriots sniffing around Leonard Fournette. Everyone, you know, no one wants Ramondre Stevenson right now. So, unfortunately, you got to wait and see with most of those guys. You sell Alexander Madison the first time Dalvin Cook misses a game and he scores seventeen points. You know, it's pretty easy to see what to do with that position. But Singletary, I will give you that little ray of hope that maybe he will produce at such a level that you could trade him for a 2023 first round pick sometime in season next year. And if he does perform that well, that is absolutely what you should do, uh, good sir. Uh, putting a bow on that, Dave, because it was the FFPC sad attack. Got to check out some of these dynasty teams that are for sale uh, on the orphan board. We've got a $77 Rovis Triflex Superflex. And Dynasty League number 492. It's Team Arrowhead. You can find it at myffpc.com slash Dynasty for sale. Listen to this rundown, man. You're probably going to want to buy this team, Dave. <laughs> probably, so it's yeah. a super flex squad. Kirk Cousins, Trey Lance. We've got Eli, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery at running back. Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ra St. Brown uh, at wide receiver. Then you got Darren Waller at tight end. Uh, it's got all the picks in 2022, except the round one and a full pick set in 2023. That's it, not a bad squad, man. It's really not a bad squad. Um, I think you can move a couple of the running backs there, get back into that first round. And, you know, maybe by year two, you are a serious uh, playoff contender there. So um, check that out. There's, you know, another couple dozen teams in the room to pick from. That's just the one that popped out at me as I was scrolling down through Dave. Wow, man, that's actually a really fun team to pop in and rebuild. Um, I think you were right when you said <laughs> that I'm, I, I want to take over that team. I kind of do. Um, definitely. And that's an example too. I think of um, why taking over an orphan might be a different exercise than people think they're not always just garbage teams or teams that people just didn't want to deal with. You know what I mean? Sometimes you never know 
why somebody might have you know had to give up their team and orphan it. Um, but so there's a lot of different yeah, challenges. And that's actually to do. On, on that point too, man. This is what this is what FFPC does better than any other commissioner site is is the parity piece. Uh, yep. Because there's actually roster cutdowns um, now in in our Rotoviz leagues, we we lessened uh, the impact of the roster cutdowns because you know we put all these efforts into building teams. We don't want people to have to kick those players back to the curb. Uh, but you're still you know you're still got to cut down to you know 16 uh, positional players, and so um, you actually you actually can get some nice veterans in those mid rounds rather than you know throwing absolute haymakers at you know day three rookie picks. It was pretty interesting uh, the, the way that they do it. So yeah, check check that out. But Singletary was that's really the one piece on this team getting back our, our rebuilder here uh, that I saw at the running back room. But I just can't, I really can't say enough how much I would probably be shopping, especially Godwin here. Yep. I mean, you got to target the Brady owner. You really got to target that Brady owner. I mean, honestly, there's really nothing on this team that's off limits for me other than Joe Burrow. Everyone else is expendable um, for as much as you can get. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, listen. Well, okay. Yeah. You don't know what advice you're going to get. You ask for advice, you got to take it. So <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. He's probably wanting a different story. Yeah, I'm sure. But I, I, I think he probably knew. But I guess one question that this manager might have is you say that everything is pretty much on the table to move except Joe Burrow. With, the thought though that Burrow might be the piece that can get them the most. Why mm-hmm. is it that he is off the off the table here? I just don't think you're gonna get what would be I don't think you're gonna get what you ought to get uh to replace his ability to still grow mm-hmm. in dynasty value. I mean, if if he does for one more season what he did in 2021 with full dominant years from Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, he might be the dynasty QB one next next season. Right. Um, I'm not saying that you ne- you never trade him, but I still think he's a player whose dynasty value is on the rise. He's young enough. He has all those elite pieces around him. The FC North looks super competitive. I mean, he could easily, you know, throw 50 touchdowns next year. Um, so I, I think it's not the right time. Yep. I think you can you can pick up enough pieces to effectively tank. I'm not saying to trade every single receiver you have here, you know, for first, I I would probably lean towards holding on to Metcalf with the idea that maybe, you know, he moves on after his contract year here and ends up in a better situation next season. Um, You know, perhaps you hold McLaurin and and hope that Wentz actually is an upgrade over uh, Taylor Heineke, but Chris Godwin just seems like the most obvious move here. And if you can add a Brees Hall to anchor this running back core, and then you've also got that 103. Now you're now you're also adding, you know, Traylon Burks or maybe Kenneth Walker. You need some touchdown firepower on this team in a 10 team half PPR format. I I don't see the touchdowns on the squad. So I'm going after the big bruisers uh, you know, at, at either position in the with those top three picks. So I that's I think that's really my main homework assignment is where can we find that elite upside for this owner? in the 2022 draft. And, and we've got to make two top three picks, I think, to make it happen. Uh, and we just don't need the luxury of, of Malik Willis here uh, in the Superflex format with the, the QBs already in hand. Yes. Um, just final thought to close that out. 
10 team super flex, this quarterback becomes pretty important. That's the piece that you're building this team going around. Um, I, I, so I like that kind of picking Burrow as the guy to go with Curtis. I do believe though, that you actually farmed out some questions so we can either get to those or we can hit the couple of questions that I had for you. But I think that, uh, the questions you may have received may be a little more interesting here. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple on the timeline, but I, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Just do this rapid fire. T- tell me, tell me when lose or draw on a couple of these dynasty trades okay, that yep. I made in yep. the past week. Okay, uh, and unless I say otherwise, these all occurred in in two hundred fifty dollars super flex rid of his leagues. Okay. Yep. Um, Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sent Devontae Smith, 2022-305, 23 first, 23 third. So Smith, this year's third and next year's first and third, received Devontae Adams, 22-111, and 23 fourth. I, I'm going to say draw because I don't know the rest of those the rest of those rosters, but it's definitely not lose. And I definitely think that's a good example of a fairly balanced trade with picks and an elite player. Okay. Uh, next trade that I made, this was actually, I think this was in the league that we are in together. And I don't yep. know if you saw this one come across your email, but if you did, you probably grimaced. Uh, I sent this year's 106 and next year's first. Now, mind you, I'm the defending champion in this league with a very strong roster. The 2023 first will likely be very late. Yep. Um, so that that's material to these talks. And I received the 101 this year, Dave. And in a, a second next year, and a third, or a second this year as well, and a third next year. So I, I traded up to get Brees Hall. Yeah, it's a win. Yeah, yeah, it's a win. Yep. Um, I sent Logan Thomas received rookie three hundred three. That's a win. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I think I that sent, one's a win. Yep. I, I this one looks a little different now. Uh, the quarterback situation wasn't settled. Yet I sent Michael Pittman received AJ Dillon. Um, most of the eh, it's a draw. It's a draw. You need to see the rest of the context. Yeah. I don't think that there's a clear winner there. 
I, I sent Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard received 106 and Rashad Penny. Dude, huge win. Okay. So that, those are some of the trades that I've made. Oh, and then I, I mentioned earlier in this show that I sent Juju Smith Schuster, or this was yesterday, rather. I sent Juju Smith Schuster and received Michael Carter. <sighs> if it's a positional I, pivot. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, I just don't. I don't, I, I'm not that high on Carter, we'll say. So um, I, I guess though it is, yeah, it is positional pivot at this point. So I would have to rule it a draw. Okay. So let's transition into, uh, let's transition into Twitter timeline dynasty questions for the show. I'll pick out a couple interesting ones here. So Dave, I'll pose this one to you and then I'll give my thoughts. How do you view Darren Waller and dynasty coming off a down year and approaching age 30? Still a good option for 2022 contending teams. I view Waller right now um, in that like fourth to fifth range. If I'm ranking guys that puts him probably in my tier two of tight end rankings. I think that he still has some value being, yes, he's 30, but for the tight end position, I think that's okay. I think you could still expect another two or three years. Also looks to be in a very interesting situation right now for Las Vegas. I think there's a decent chance that we see him kind of rebound off of last year. Uh, but I do think that now the distance that you would have between Darren Waller and uh, Mark Andrews is pretty significant. Kyle Pitts, it actually becomes a little bit interesting of a conversation now because mm. the short term for Kyle Pitts isn't that great, but I would still rather have Kyle Pitts by enough of a margin that I think I would separate them in tears as well. Um, which would kind of get us to the point where in a comparison to a guy like TJ Hawkinson versus Darren Waller, I think that's where you can have an interesting discussion. Are you far off from me there, Curtis? Uh, I might be a little bit more positive. Okay. Um, but I think what you said makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, I still would have Kyle Pitts over Waller in just, you know, a dynasty rankings or dynasty startup situation, obviously, uh, you know, this, this question comes from a perspective of is Waller a good option for a 2022 contending team? Yeah. I think he's a smash option, man. Oh, um, I right. Still think, I, f- I didn't realize that was yeah. a piece of this for a tw- Okay. Okay. For a team contending this year. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I think that overall tight end one is within the range of outcomes for Darren Waller in 2022. I mean, he's never had the situation of not being, you know, the last two, three seasons that the player that opposing teams are, are keying on. I mean, Devonte Adams is now the worry spot. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are going to just eat. Um, they're going to absolutely eat. I don't know how you guard Waller at this point. Um, either Waller or Adams is one of them is just going to go off every week. It's going to be really fun to watch that uh, Raiders offense. So yeah, absolutely a great option. So if he's already on your roster, this came from at Espen FF, uh, if he's still, if he's already on your roster, you absolutely hold. Um, he's not a bad trade target either. You know, if he's on a kind of a floundering or, or, you know, roster or roster that needs to pivot, he, he probably doesn't cost you much more than like a late first at this point. And, uh, I would rather have Darren Waller, especially in a tight end premium format, um, as a contender than anyone that I could get at the end of round one in a rookie draft this season. I, I guess just to close on that, I have been actively trying to make trades to get Darren Waller on my teams. 
So Ooh, there you go. <laughs> so like, that's, yeah. I, you know, like, like I said, in comparison to some of these other options, I'm not as excited, but yes, like, you know, don't think I'm writing off Darren Waller. Okay. Next question. And this comes from Clarky at NFL and AFL. Um, I wonder what the AFL stands for in that context. We've had several different AFLs. This dude's like either really old, like pre Super Bowl football fan, Clarky, if that's you, hat tip for still playing fantasy football, um, or it's like Arena Football League. What was the other one? Was it the AAFL? Yeah. Something. My, yeah. Yeah. It all runs together now. But anyway, uh, not to get sidetracked on that, is Brees Hall the 101 in Superflex? Well, let me tell you, Brees Hall is the one I want from our Rotovis team's perspective in our uh, composite rankings. Brees Hall is the one one in every format. However, I will tell you, and you can check this out in volume two of the Rotovis Fantasy Football Rookie Draft Guide that just dropped. You can look at our six mock drafts that we ran. Brees Hall did not go number one in all six of those exercises. Um, so while he is our one-on-one from a rankings perspective and he had the earliest ADP, there was at least one instance in those six drafts where he did not go one-on-one uh, one overall. So I would encourage you to check that out. Just go to rotoviz.com, check out 2022 Rookie Draft Guide on the top bar, pick up your copy, and you can see what I'm talking about. Next question. Would you trade Jerry Judy for Travis Kelsey in tight end premium we must start at least three wide receivers. I already have Darren Waller and then a serious contender won it all last year. Okay. So a couple layers there. Um, I would still make this trade. I mean, I think, I think Judy has a lot of upside with, with Russell Wilson. Um, maybe he will be Russell Wilson's new Doug Baldwin or Tyler Lockett. I think that's what everyone's envisioning type of receiver that he is, but Cortland Sutton's there. Uh, Albert O is there. KJ Hamler's even there and might be, a, you know, I, we've been very high on KJ Hamler and he ha- hasn't worked out for him injury wise last couple of years. He could end up being that seam streaker rather than Judy. There's a, a lot of things that we don't know. And we're just assuming about Jerry Judy, Travis Kelsey, absolutely was tacked with, with Darren Waller on a team that's returning from a, a trophy bid in 2021. That's a no brainer. I'd make that heads up every time. And I would even add to it. I would add probably any second round pick to get it done. Yeah, this is one of those. It's like, are are you trying to win? Yes. Does this give you the chance to win a couple of years if the roster is as strong, you know, as it would seem? Yeah, you definitely do this. This to me is almost kind of like a, a gift of a chance that you're getting. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to make yourself feel a little bit uncomfortable, but just think about the value right now, separating Jerry Judy and Travis Kelsey. Like it's it very largely conjecture. Then you think about how you're able to maneuver this roster in the next couple of years. If you think that you need to get out from under Kelsey, I think what you've been able to do in the meantime is well worth it. You definitely make this move. Okay. There's, there's one more that I want to get to. And man, I don't even know if you have a sound effect on your board for this one. This is a trade question. It's a postmortem. The trade's already done. There's nothing we can do to to there's nothing we can do about this. This already happened. Okay. This is from Fantasy Polster at FF Pole Tsunami. And he says, How bad did I just F up? <laughs> so you know he's already got remorse. 
Uh, I traded away Kyler Murray. This is super flex. I traded away Kyler Murray and Allen Robinson. We're already in a bad spot there by including Kyler's name. Yes. Traded away Kyler Murray and Allen Robinson for the 2022-106, a 2023 first, a 2023 second, and Mike Williams. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. I mean... All right, so it's it hurts, man. It hurts. Let's break this down first to begin with. Wait, what type of league did we say this is? It's a super flex league, but I mean, like the punchline is, I wouldn't trade Kyler right without Allen Robinson for all that stuff, let alone with Allen Robinson. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, what I, was going. I mean, like what? So, all right. This is actually, I think, kind of like a key question when we're thinking about things like this, Curtis. Right? We are generally valuing players in dynasty centered around draft picks using those as an anchor. So in a super flex league, an elite quarterback like Kyler Murray, the baseline is approximately how many, how many round one draft picks do you think? It's it's the over under is three and a half mid RB or mid round one. So you have to assume random. And the, the thing is here is we already can't assume random Yep, because in this trade, without even seeing the rosters, I can infer a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the other team was on the just on the outside of the playoffs, looking in last year and owned the one hundred six to trade away. Um, and then now you're giving that team Kyler Murray and taking their twenty twenty three first back. So this is probably going to be a later first round pick in twenty twenty three than it was in twenty twenty two. And th- then I even if if I grade Mike Williams at an early second, which I think is still probably, I mean, that's probably fair given that he's tied to Justin Herbert at this point, but I think there's a lot of people that would actually trade or uh, turn down trade offers of Mike Williams for their own 201 or 202 rookie drafts. Yep. Um, So you combine the 2023 second and Mike Williams, let's just say that equals another late first. So what you've done is you've traded Kyler Murray for the 106 and two future late firsts. And you also gave Allen Robinson in the deal again. So I, we, we fell short on overall value. And then we also added to it. I mean, I think that you're at least, you're at least another mid first away from this even being something that I would entertain, but it's just difficult because unless you're just flush at quarterback and Kyler was somehow your QB three. You want you, you had a team where you've got Mahomes, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, unlikely, but if that were the case, um, you wouldn't need to use these other picks that you've accrued on a quarterback. Um, but you probably will be seeking to replace Kyler. You know I mean, so right, I, right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, you, you, you asked how bad, you have to up. I mean, pretty badly, <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, so at fantasy, uh, pull tsunami, please ask this question before you hit accept, uh, or before you send the trade next time. But though it's a learning opportunity, right? Let's stay positive. Oh this is why yes. we play the game. You know, we yeah, make we, mistakes. We will stay like positive. This. Um, yeah, it, it's an opportunity to create a dynasty Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
definitely naming the episode that. But Curtis, one final point, uh, which honestly, we could do a whole episode on this, but I just want to mention it and I'm going to let you kind of just share any thoughts that you would have on it. Um, I am of the belief that in Dynasty, player values, when we're doing values in terms of draft pick, don't really fall down in like a linear scale, right? You have a couple of guys worth a lot of draft picks, and then that really falls off. And I think it's important to keep that in mind because when you're moving a guy like Kyler Murray, it's really hard to be able to get that value back if you're keeping in mind that things don't move literally down. Like there's very few pieces that can add up to that big drop you have from Murray. Am I making sense there? Yeah, it absolutely does. A perfect example is rewind to this time a year ago. Christian McCaffrey probably was valued at that three and a half first range, three and a half uh, random first, even in Superflex. Now you would have people turn you down um, trying to swap them even for the 101, just one pick. Right. Um, and that's not to say anything about his potential, you know, this year, uh, most people probably still think he's the best bet or second best bet to lead all running backs in fantasy scoring per game in 2022, but that doesn't matter. Uh, he's reached the running back age cliff and has an injury history and you know, that that's the end. Um, and so I just don't think, you know, I mean, Kyler Murray's in his mid twenties, like you're not selling him before. So I, We've, we we just saw Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers sign deals to take them. You know they're gonna they're gonna be well into their forties, right? When these things are over, and I mean this is just the beginning for Kyler Murray. So I I agree with the point that you're making, and it actually just highlights how how much of a miss this deal was. <laughs> All right, um, should we just leave it there and return on Friday? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But I would love to talk some more dynasty. Um, I would like to get into our sleeper rookies from volume two of the guide. Uh, there were five that, you know, we really, uh, well, there was more than five that we highlighted in volume one. We could revisit uh, how they did from an athletic perspective and then also um, talk about some of our biggest risers in the post senior bowl, post combine uh, process. And then, you know, who our targets are, you know, maybe we can each pick a dynasty team or two, Dave, from within our own portfolio and look at those uh, rookie picks that we've got and start to envision some of these players on our teams. I think it'll be a fun exercise. Best part is you just laid it out in audio, so I don't have to write it down and I won't forget because I can go (laughs) back and listen. We will see everyone on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.